Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It was all just in the first hour of the program this morning as we got set for Wednesday afternoon football. A dose of seriousness and then a dose of real fun. And for the latter, give me two minutes. It'll certainly be worth your time. It has something to do with Key's commute. And if you're joining us at any point on the East Coast here this morning, it might be a little chilly when you got into the car. If you're even going to work, hitting up Zoom. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Serious off the top, fellas. Here we go. 340 Eastern today, finally, from Thanksgiving to Sunday to Tuesday to today. If the Ravens can test out properly, it will be Pittsburgh hosting Baltimore 340 Eastern today on NBC. I want to bring up something that has been discussed a couple of times earlier this morning. And then, like I said, we'll have a little bit of laughter. And that is to say, Key and Jay, Pittsburgh has James Conner, who's affected, cancer survivor. And Baltimore has Mark Andrews, who's a diabetic, who was also on the COVID-19 reserve list. I know we talk about the totality and 20 guys and 23 guys, maybe down to 14 by kickoff, an outbreak, heading to another city, a couple positive tests, a flight, all of that stuff as we get ready to play this game. As our NFL insider Dan Graziano said, there's only been one game this NFL season that has been moved and not played, and it's the one that's likely going to be played today. So the NFL will stay at 100% of games being played at some point in their season through Week 12. But that's sobering, guys. I mean, you got a diabetic and a cancer survivor being tested, one on each roster. It just makes you stop for a second. No, it does, because that stuff is dangerous, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like when you start to think about the underlying conditions of, of individuals, you know, we talked about so many times when this first, you know, took place and we got into football season, we, we were more concerned and concentrating on administrative staff and coaches because they were older, not really dialing in and paying attention to some players that could potentially have underlying conditions. So, you know, in, in Pittsburgh and for the Steelers organization certainly are doing everything that they can to make sure that everything on their end in the organization goes as well. Not to say that the Ravens didn't, but it's just like, you know, you got, what was it at the start? It was 18 individuals. And, mm-hmm. and now you, I mean, it's like 18 and 19. You just keep counting every day, two every more single day. And it was two more again yesterday. So it's like, well, what's going to happen now that they are on the ground in Pittsburgh testing when do those results come back? And what are we going to hear before kickoff? I know people go and say, well, just go out and play. I would just want to tap into the anxiety for one second. Like, think about anxiety on both sides. So if you're the Steelers, you're saying, okay, these guys are coming to town. The game's been postponed three times. All right, like this, do they have it contained? We just found out they had two more yesterday. Uh, they, we know the incubation time of this can sometimes be extended. The lag. So, so if we play somebody, could we potentially get it? Will that affect the rest of our season? Question for them, right? Uh, and how about – Dan Graziano talked about this yesterday on Get Up. I heard him say that there are also players on the Ravens who were on the plane who are also extremely concerned about whether people that were actually traveling had it or not, considering the day before, two people that they just found out literally weren't going to travel with them because they were positive. So no, it's been a wild just run. All this stuff going into it, man. It just it makes me question. I want to see football. I know the league wants to get the game done, but just why not move it to week 18? Like, why are we forced to try to force this game through at 3.40 today? Yeah. That's a big question you have to ask yourself. I think today. that's a question that needs to be answered. And one last thing before we have a little bit of levity on the way in this morning, Key's commute, hang tight for that. The bottom line is that the NFL has not set a standard for when a game would be canceled because I think the league realizes that if they set a standard, they one day might have to meet that standard. Mm. So in other words, what they want to do is just Loading have target. a moving target, right? Yes. If 30 guys get it, then the game is off. 
Well, let's be honest. It got up to about 23. It's getting dangerously close to 30, and they absolutely don't want to box themselves in. They realize that after today, if today goes off, that 100% of games will have been played, so you can make any argument you want, and people hit the NFL like a pinata all day long, but if this game goes off, the league can say with 100% certainty, 100% of games through week 12 have been played by hook or crook, by delay or postponement. So that's something we should keep in mind. Again, kickoff 340 Eastern today on NBC. Uh, at about, I think, 4.38 a.m. <laughs> Eastern today, Key made his way into work and he chronicled the journey. This is cold, literally and figuratively. See, I'm walking into work this morning. And y'all think this is a damn joke. Our studio is right off this water. And walking in this morning at 4.38 a.m., my damn face gonna fall off. I know I'm a California boy. I know y'all can say whatever y'all want to say about me. But this, it is cold. I'm telling you, man, I wouldn't wish this on nobody. If I make it to the studio, y'all might see me on the show today. Otherwise, y'all might have to thaw me out. I just made it. So I'm good now, I guess. Oh man, this is, this ain't, this, this ain't, I ain't gonna wish this on nobody, I swear. Man, it's so damn cold. Woo. Oh, this ain't for the kid, bro. I'm good. Oh, Cali, Cali, Cali. I need that sunshine, baby. <laughs> we gotta get Key with the right attire, though, Zubin. We gotta, we gotta get him the, the, the knitted hats. We got to give him the word of thermos underneath. Like, you got to come prepare for it. You just can't put on a jacket. Well, I had the big puffy coat on. I thought I I figured, okay, I'm cool coming from the car to the studio. I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, I was 100% wrong because when I got out of when I got out of the house and got into the car, you know, from that short period, I was like, that's not that cold. But when I had to walk from the parking lot to the, the studio, my face felt like you could just hit it with a hammer and it would just crack. You know, I'm like, no, nah, I don't understand how y'all live in this, man. I, this is, I'm cool. I got a good job. I like it. It's fine. But that ain't for me. Can I just tell you? It's all, just not, it's not for me. All the remarks we've gotten since we posted that on Twitter have just been incredible. People are like, oh, you weak, you weak key, you a Cali dude. Whatever. I will tell you this. When that wind comes off that water, though, it does hit you differently. But I will also say this. This is supposed to be one of the most mild winters we've had around here for a long time. Man, so the winter ain't even really started, man. This is what, what you it's, mean. It's only going downhill for you right now. This is kind of mild, though, Key. 36 degrees ain't that cold. To you. That's what I'm trying to say. You got to get used to it, though, brother. No, but see all them comments that all these different people making on Twitter and all that sort of stuff? Man, they would love to be in California if they could. Don't nobody oh, want to hear that mess. We all love to be in California. Come on now. Oh, Dan Olofsky jumped in. All he going to do is just laugh. He, He's been raised in this his whole life. But I promise you, if he can get to California, he would be in California in L.A. with that sunshine. So Jay mentioned the water. Orlovsky bringing water to the table. He just simply responded with a crying emoji. <laughs> we also got some other people. Key would never make it in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Okay, at Sheeran. Under, yeah. All right, all right, L, I see that. Key, how would you do uh, colder games? Brian Anderson, don't forget to show him the wind chill temperature for January and February when bringing up the temperature. Hmm. I was fine as a player because my first year I was not as a Jet. It was the worst thing ever. Team Skyward at 
uh, Hagen Skyland, it's not even cold shaking my head at the Cali dudes. I mean, it is cold to us. It may not be cold to you snowbirds that live in this stuff. But Kesey, now you got you got the you got the but chucks a, on. You got the chucks on without socks. But that's so not. I, I'm just I'm trying indoors. to. I know, but you're not in Cal. I'm trying to help you. I'm indoors. I'm trying to help you prepare though when you start doing these walks, man. You got you got to put some thick socks. Oh, on. Oh, don't worry. Get the thermos. I done already started texting and telling what needs to be ordered and placed. I need this. I need that. I need one of. I need one of them uh, things like you said to put over yeah, your head. Scullies, yeah. scullies. I need all that. I need, suit I need all that. But as a player, my rookie year, I struggled, mm. and it was tough. But then eventually, I got used to it. And then when I went to Florida and I came to play in the cold weather environments, the Chicago's, the Green Bay's, I was fine. I had no issues at all. But right now. I'm here today. It had 30 at four something in the morning, 30 something degrees. I know it said 36 degree temperature at five. Remember, I was in the 430. So it was colder at 430 than it was at five. So we should also mention as I think Jay referenced, sweaters. <laughs> I got a supply. They might be a little medium on you, though. <laughs> we should have them wear, though. It'd be fitted. Winter doesn't even begin till December 21st. So if key is cold now, just wait till we see what happens moving on. Speaking of cold, uh, certainly the opposite of hot. Obviously, Cam Newton has not been hot. I think last seen throwing for 84 yards in a National Football League game. Very good compared to Kendall Hinton, though. So I got to say, at least on a relative scale, he's doing fine. There's been a lot Jeez, of talk. Just right? pat, you just, <laughs> just compared him to Hinton. It was so cold. <laughs> Zubin throws low blows out there very quickly, though. You have to pay attention to actually catch it. Now, we got to pay attention to this, though, Jay. A lot of people are wondering, all right, are they kind of souring on Cam? What's going on? they got the Chargers this weekend on the road in Cali, by the way, Key, where it won't be 36 degrees. So it'll be nice for the New England team to get out there in, in California to see the Chargers in sunny SoCal. It's a one-year deal. We know there's not a lot of money tied up in Newton. we got Stidham sitting there. What does he have left? Will the Pats draft somebody, especially if they miss the playoffs and can pick in the top 15? Josh McDaniels, Patriots offensive coordinator, likely head coach in waiting, essentially saying, look, for all of you jumping off the cam bandwagon, you can do that if you want. But as a passer, I'm still on board. Do you still have the full faith and confidence in cam as a passer that he can do everything you need to do for this offense? Absolutely. He's been through these before. He's had a day that's been great, and then he's had a day that's been less than what he was looking for, and he's been able to bounce back from those and, and continue to, to, to surge forward and, and try to continue to play good football and help us win. So the best part about Cam Newton is the only statistic he cares about is the, is the one in the win column. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance at Progressive. They're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Key your thoughts, especially notable because guys like McDaniels, unless you're Bill Belichick, the staff ain't talking too much publicly. So this was interesting to hear from a guy that's as close to him as anybody on this team. Well, the one thing that I've been saying the entire time is, what's the issue? I was actually on WEEI yesterday that I go on every single week, and they asked me about the Cam Newton passing and all of those sorts. Of I'm like, dude, they're like, well, do you think he'll be back next year? I'm like, they're not giving me any indications that he's not going to be back next year. And so when you look at it, now you got Josh McDaniels saying what he's saying, they're winning. No matter how they win the game, they won the game. I don't understand why people want it to be a certain way. Why not just accept what it is? They won the game. They beat Arizona. He threw for less than 100 yards. Okay, guess well, what he got? He got the W. And then the week before that, they lose to the Texans, 
He throws for 300 and something yards. He has a, a great game. All the, and everybody's like, yeah, but they lost. And then you didn't say anything about him throwing against the Texans. Like, it, you, you understand what I'm saying, Zubin? The selectivity of it. Yes, it's, it's ridiculous. But that is because of who Cam is. He's polarizing. He has weird hair. He wears weird clothes to what people think. He, you know, and he had COVID and he was out at a restaurant and he didn't do the right. So all of those sort of things will allow people to try to knock you down and be negative towards you. Just keep doing what Josh and I'm saying. Win the damn games, Jay. That's all I care about. You win, you win. Everything else takes care of itself. I, I will say this, though. I walked away from that interview being very more impressed by Josh McDaniels more so than I've been impressed by Cam Newton's play, right? Like, Cam Newton's play is exactly where it is, Key. Yes. Right? It, it's, it's not great. It's not horrific. It's serviceable to a degree. To it a degree. helps them win games. Serviceable it, to a it degree. It has had them in some games this year. Again, they could knock off the Buffalo Bills if he doesn't fumble. He fumbled because he had the ball in the wrong hand or wrong arm. If he switches it to the left on the left sideline and not on the right, it doesn't get punched out. He could tell you that, and everybody who's ever carried a football in a National Football League game will tell you if he'd done that, they would have probably won that football game. All I was saying is, though, is when you listen to Josh McDaniels, though, that's the kind of leadership you want from a guy who's in the position of leadership. You, yeah. you want them to be positive. You want them to be upbeat. Even if there are questions internally, you keep that internal. Yes. You keep it internal. Yeah. And that's what Josh McDaniels is just did right there. Clearly, Brian Hoyer and Jared Stenham, at this point in the season, where it looks mathematically they're in it, but it doesn't look like they're going to get into the playoffs, unless there may be – Somehow that there's the eighth seed that comes about now. New England really is pushing for the eighth seed or whatnot. They see these guys every single day in practice. So they clearly don't believe that either one of them have the capability of taking over the team and leading them in the next four games of the season. That Clear, right? I mean, or else they would have gone there. Mm-hmm. Instead, they selected to sign Cam Newton coming off an injury without even seeing him throw the football around or do anything because they saw the other guys before. Well, not even that, Key. Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer, they got their chance this year when Cam was out with COVID. Well, they did get their chance against Kansas City, and it didn't work out so well. If, they, if Jared Stidham comes in and win that football game, maybe, go. maybe he's the guy. Indeed. Last two points. They get that win against Buffalo. Week two stopped on the goal line against Seattle. You get those two wins. Suddenly you're a seven-win football team. Things feel a lot, lot different for them. And we should also note that it is important to keep into account just exactly what Keith said. A possible eighth team could be if there's a huge COVID outbreak in the NFL and the NFL says, look, we're going to go to a 16-team playoff field. They can sneak in as the eight. That would be a contingency plan, if at all possible. Let's talk a little NBA by going from A to Z. Mm. Hang tight for the NBA talk because we have one juicy NFL headline to get to and then maybe the most intriguing NBA story of the offseason. Training camp's underway. AZZ is brought to you by Dell. Big news from Dell Technologies. Cyber Week is here with deals up to 50% off small business computers with Intel Core processors to give your business an edge. Call 877-ASK-DELL or visit dell.com slash SB Cyber Monday. Here's the juicy NFL tidbit. Tyreek Hill coming off one of the greatest performances we've seen from a wide receiver in the last 20, 25 years in the NFL. You thought your mouth was agape watching Tyreek Hill the other day? In an interview with Showtime's Inside the NFL, fellas, jaw-hitting-the-floor-here moment, Tyreek Hill telling the fellas 
that he didn't think much of Patrick Mahomes when he saw the Rook during Mahomes' first training camp in Kansas City. Hill telling inside the NFL, quote, I thought he was trash. I ain't going to cap. I was like, this is who y'all drafted. Key, Mulligan. Uh, I love the fact that you tried to, <laughs> y'all cap, cap coming out of yours. But look, it, it happens though, right, Zubin? Because you get there, and I've done it many times. People did it to me when I was signed by the Jets, drafted by the Jets. I was like, man, we drafted him? He's a bum. But but it happens because, you, you know, you get in there, you knew, you're trying to feel your way through. And I'm sure Patrick Mahomes has some bad throws. He's trying to process the information. His eyes are bigger than glasses. He can't see everything the way he needs to see it. And so it's like, y'all took this dude? What, what are you going through? It happens. It happens all the time. All Patrick Mahomes has done is win an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP, and all doing it before the age of 25. His player resume brought to you by Indeed. Hi, oh, you need Indeed. Throw. Lead, learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. Here we go to the NBA. Training camps opened around the league on December 1. Regular season set to go December 22. It'll be a 72-game season. Kevin Durant ready to go with the Nets a year and a half after that torn Achilles. He's finally able to suit up with Kyrie. Maybe some help with Harden coming. That's a TBD. Kevin Durant was essentially asked after coming off that sort of injury, what if Steve Nash, the head coach, puts you on a minutes restriction? It would definitely be difficult because I enjoy playing in a game and coach want to pull me out early unexpectedly. Of course, I'll you know, try to push back, but I know they have my best interest. But like I said, we're going to take it a day at a time. I mean, First day of individual workouts, you know, it's cool. We just go from there. Okay, and Jay, I should mention Nash did say the possibility of Durant playing all 72 games is unlikely. That from Steve himself. What do you think? Well, look, I, I think Kevin's going to come back and prove that he is probably the most gifted scorer that we have in today's game. Like, he's a seven-footer who can do things dancing off the dribble, who can score at a highly efficient clip one of the most efficient scorers we have in the game. I think seeing him, Kyrie Irving, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, uh, they just signed Joe Harris to a pretty hefty deal, by the way. He's making around $16 million a year. Congrats to you, Joe, on getting your money to space out the floor. There, there's no doubt about it. This, this team is going to contend with the Milwaukee Bucks, Miami Heat, Boston Celtics for the Eastern Conference Championship. They should actually be the favorite, considering their personnel. 60 games he play? I think if you're looking around... 50, 55 games. So 50, 55 60 games. games. One thing we should mention, Joe Harris, I don't want to let that slide. Joe Harris, when he was drafted, was sitting on the end of the bench, wasn't playing. His career was languishing with the Cleveland Cavs. He just signed a $75 billion Huge deal. deal. He was on the, he was like, the, you, you needed a telescope to see him on the end of the Cavs bench. $75 million. I mean, there was a reason why J.J. Redick, when he went to the New Orleans Pelicans, he got a, I think it was like a, um, I think he got a $24 million deal for two years, right? Guys who can space out the floor create operating room for guys who can do things off the bounce. So if you're Kevin Durant or if you're Kyrie Irving, you can do things. You know, defenses can collapse in if you don't have a guy that can space you out, kick the ball to, that keep you home, that keep you honest. That's what Joe Harris is moving forward. And Steve Nash also did tell Malika Andrews that they're going to be implementing a style, which I think is going to be crazy exciting to watch them play. Key, we're going to games. We're sitting courtside. When we get the vaccine, we're able to go to games. But – 
it was the fact they're going to play seven seconds or less. So Steve Nash played this with Mike D'Antoni, where they come down, they try to score seven or seconds or less. They try to keep the pressure on you offensively by increasing the pace of the game, which is only going to make the way they play even more exciting with the scores that they have. Yeah, I, 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 I like the seven seconds, but then when you throw the Mike D'Antoni in there, I'm like, that just, you know, you know how I feel about that fast pace. Houston stuff, I just hope it ain't that. Because that just, I don't care who you have, you can have the greatest players in the world. It just seemed like that does not get you a championship. And we should mention for those that are not familiar, Mike D'Antoni is now an assistant coach of the Brooklyn Nets. But from a familiarity standpoint, even though you said that kind of style is not won an NBA championship, for a guy that's never coached an NBA game like Steve Nash, to be able to turn around and Absolutely. look at the coach exactly. that led him to winning two Absolutely. MVPs, that's kind it of helps. amazing. It, it's, not even, it's not even about the, the, the style of play. It's about the in-game adjustments, the timeouts, and who the rotation, who you want in, who you want out, all of those sort of things. That That is very, very important when you're a young head coach or a first-time head coach to get a veteran guy who's done it many times over to help you through the process. And a guy you trust implicitly. Keyshawn yes. J. Will Zubin brought to you by Sport Clips. Remember being at Sport Clips waiting for that great MVP haircut experience. How about making that wait time even shorter? Now with on-deck text alerts, get a 15-minute heads up when it's time to head in and another text alert when you're next in line. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. On the way, how about this scenario? The SEC getting not one, not two, but three Come on, man. of the four teams what? into the college football playoff. That's because they don't like the West Coast. <laughs> well, you know us here, East Coast bias. I'm kidding. That's on the way. How does it happen? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. And we got to double down. I know Key hates this. We got to double down by saying USC is actually looking up at Coastal Carolina in the playoff rankings. Words I never thought would be uttered in the history of time. That's because people on the East Coast are biased against people on the West Coast, especially the Pac-12 football. We, we all know what that is. So Coastal Carolina, we'll beat the brakes off them. And we're not even that good mm. yet. Coastal Carolina getting ready. College game day this weekend from Conway, South Carolina. Big spot, unique <laughs> setting. Paul Feinbaum is the voice of college football, and he's brought to you by Dr. Pepper. See, clean that up real quick. The college football season is heating up, so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Now, look, I know college football fans, Paul. They hate chaos. They hate innuendo. I think we know that. Tongue planted firmly in cheek. Tell me what happens to the season. Tell me what happens to the season if the Florida Gators win out. Well, if Florida wins out and Alabama, you know, wins this weekend and, and next weekend, you very likely, almost positively, will get Alabama 
in Florida in the college football playoff. Reason being that Alabama is number one right now, Zubin, and they, they have been so dominant that uh, they have very little else, if anything, to prove. So, you know, short of losing the SEC game in two and a half weeks by, by 30 points, you know, they're in uh, at, at worst at the number four position. What's really interesting is you could get Alabama losing that game, uh, Florida in. You could get Clemson barely beating Notre Dame and ultimately get two from the ACC and two from the SEC for the national uh, playoffs. And uh, can you imagine the screaming and hollering from the Big Ten? And not that I I was about to add and the Pac-12, but the Pac-12 doesn't matter, never has. Uh, So therefore, uh, you're... It is, we are heading for a possible chaotic finish, which we normally don't have. Paul, if you can see Keyshawn's face right now, it's so tense. It's so angered. Good. It's all good, hey, man. Paul knows we Hey, guys, we good, uh, Keyshawn, when does – I missed – I've been a little bit snowed under the last couple. When does the Pac-12 start playing football? <laughs> I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> USC is 3-0. and They're just doing what – Beating the teams they put in front of them, I understand. They're three. I, I understand. I understand. Key. I get it. They're three and zero. Oh. I mean, that's like your kids' peewee team. That they they finish the season three and zero. Oh. <laughs> well, the season's uh, I mean, not over yet. Football. It's not over yet. And the well, fact that you close. the fact that you mentioned they're just three and zero. There's a team. We are three and zero, uh, and it, it, it's December second, and Key is bragging about his team being three and zero. They got a late start. Calm down, Paul. Speaking of teams, <laughs> they did. <laughs> they hey, did, Paul. Speaking of teams, hey, that- they, hey, they got a late start, Key, and they're going to have an early finish. <laughs> you better just stay right in Alabama and not come out west to cover nothing, because you walk through that airport, you gonna be in trouble, buddy. But These look, are the best interviews me, of all time. Let me ask you this though, Paul. You, you mentioned SC, for instance, three and zero. Let's talk about a team in the Big Ten that's four and zero that want that the last night is still in position based on the college football playoff rankings at the number four spot. Ohio State only four games. Are you surprised that they're sitting at four with only four games under their belt? A little bit, but you know, the, the chairman of the committee, as, as only the chairman of the college football committee uh, can can be, he he said that if. If Texas A&M, uh, which, by the way, has gone to Alabama and lost and beaten Florida, which is number six, looked a little more impressive against LSU, which is only the defending champion, then perhaps he would have moved them up. But instead, they kept Ohio State uh, where they are. It, it, Ohio State is the story of college football right now. Can they finish the season? Uh, they, they, really ha- they desperately need to play this weekend. Uh, and if they play next weekend against Michigan, they will then qualify for the Big Ten championship game. But the most important thing to remember is even if they don't qualify for the Big Ten championship game, they can still get six games in, which is fairly important. And then this committee is going to have to determine, uh, is a 6-0 and Ohio State team more worthy than uh, the, the number two team and possibly the number three team in the uh, SEC or the ACC? It's going to be a dilemma but uh, it's created by the chaos uh, of this season. And quite frankly, not to sound like a, and I told you so, because I leave that to you, Key, uh, the Big Ten did all of this to themselves. Uh, Mm. They should have never done what they did back in August, and they wouldn't be in the mess that they are currently in now. 
Told you so. Notre Dame and Clemson will play their final regular season game this week, Paul. If Notre Dame, when Notre Dame beats Syracuse, should they be guaranteed a spot in the playoff no matter what happens in the ACC championship game? I think, they're, I think they should be pretty close to getting in. Now, yeah, I mean, they can't, they, they can't show up uh, at, at the uh, ACC title game and, and, and get their, uh, their head taken off by 30 or 40 points. That would be a terrible look. But I think they've done a lot. Uh, Notre Dame uh, has been, you know, I mean, outside of Alabama, the most impressive team in college football. And they're really not that far. Uh, they, you know, they've had some sloppy games early on. They barely beat Louisville 12 to 7. Uh, they went on the road the other day and won an impressive game against North Carolina. And I know those of you who, who are thinking it's college basketball season, you know, may not think that's a big deal in football, but it is. Uh, North Carolina has a very good football team this year under Mac Brown. So I, uh, I'm, I'm incredibly impressed with Brian Kelly and what he has done. A couple of years ago, this guy was given up for dead. He resurrected that program. He brought in uh, mostly a new staff, and uh, he has done a phenomenal job. Paul, what do you make of Bob Stoops uh, helping out at the OU program this week? I, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, you know, he, he, it, it was so bad, uh, Jay, that he had to issue a statement yesterday saying, hey, nothing's going on here. I'm just helping out uh, an old friend. I think Bob uh, did it because Lincoln Riley called him. You know, Bob, St- you know, Bob Stoops has been such an interesting uh, person to follow because you know, he did come back and coach briefly in one of those spring leagues, uh, the, the name of which I've lost uh, track of. Uh, but he remains someone that a lot of schools are, are wondering about. You know, would he consider coming back? There was a time when everybody coveted Bob Stoops and and uh, you know, I think what he did is open the door for that speculation to continue, uh, along with Urban Meyer. Mm. Indeed. He, oh, go ahead, Keith. No, I was going to say, speaking of that, and, and there is a coach in Tom Herman that's sitting in Texas. I don't want to get rid of Tom Herman just yet. But is that a possibility go if ahead. that job becomes available? Is that a possibility for Urban Meyer? Yeah. It, it, it sounds like that job is about to become available. Uh, I mean, I, I've never seen. I mean, I, I, I mean, the University of Texas fan base, uh, you know, has retired the trophy when it comes to eating their own. Uh, they ran Mac Brown out. Uh, they ran Charlie Strong out. They thought they had found the chosen one in Tom Herman, and uh, he hasn't uh, won any won anyone over. I think Urban Meyer would be the number one choice. Now, the only thing I don't know, Key, is whether Urban Meyer wants to coach anymore. It seems like coaches have a very difficult time walking away, but his, his situation is a little bit more complex because he left Ohio State a couple of years ago not because he was doing poorly. He wasn't. I mean, he was the second-best coach in the country at the time he left. Uh, he, you know, he had you know, some serious illnesses, and, and that was the reason why he walked away. But, but I, I think uh, Urban could certainly be lured back to a place like Texas. Mm. Last thing we should mention on the way out the door with you mentioning Tom Herman. It was just, what, four short years ago where Tom Herman was sitting there and could have been LSU's coach, could have been Texas's coach. He chooses Austin. LSU has to quote-unquote settle for Ed O, and they'll have to settle for that national championship Mm. they got with Coach O. It's amazing how much things can change and how quickly they can change. Paul, as always, you know I'll be listening as I'm walking around New York today. I ain't Eastern. listening. I'm, I'm, On your I'm not listening. <laughs> the SEC Network. I'm mad at Paul. <laughs> Late start, early, early finish. finish.
The Mike line dropped. of the day. <laughs> He's so good. He's See the best. Guys. All right, Thanks, Paul. Paul. Thank you, Paul. That's Paul Feinbaum. Once again, you can hear him every week. I just afternoon. don't get it, though. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. They they don't want to see oh, USC. Oh, you don't get what? Oh, we're going back to USC. I, I just oh, don't okay. get it, though, man. It's that bias, I thought we were man. talking about teams that were relevant. No, but seriously, though, Jay, it's crazy to me that they every time, you know, and granted they only play three games, but the season's not over, and it's like, whatever, man. I feel you. I just, I don't get it. I feel you. My team took a loss last night. I understand the pain. They'd rather see Coastal Carolina. College game day in the house, Coastal Carolina Saturday. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. That was Paul Feinbaum joining us on the Shell Pennzoil performance Hi. line. And with Progressive Insurance, drivers who save with Progressive can save over 750 bucks on average. Fill in the blank after this. Who will win the NFC East? The fellas tell you now four weeks, five weeks before it becomes official. That's next after this. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Some words indeed. Now with us three, we're ready to go talking all day, all night with you, all guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. A reminder to get more time to listen to our show by going to Shell and getting three things done at once. First, fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus, then save up with the Fuel Rewards Program. Finally, snack up to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. Fellas, this is probably the simplest game we play. Simply put, I'll give you a sentence and you will fill in the blank to complete it. And this is our NFL edition. Fill in the blank. The team you think will get bounced early from the NFL playoffs is fill in the blank. It's easy. I would probably say the Cleveland Browns. Mm, that's not where I was thinking. I think I'm with Jay on this one. I think I know where he's gonna go. Oh, well, you Cleveland. mean the NFC East team. Yeah. I mean that's, <laughs> that's easy. That's one. what I was thinking. Exactly. Too. Yeah, but I don't really even think I, You're giving You're giving I, who, who's gonna Who's going to get in, though? That's the question, I guess. If the playoffs started today, which they don't. <laughs> I guess it would be the, the Giants, right. right, if it started today. At the moment. And if you get Danny Dimes back and he's healthy, anything can happen, man. Good or Think bad. Think about good or bad. Anything <laughs> can happen. I've seen, I've seen teams come from wild cards all the way to the championship game, so I don't know. I just think Cleveland, you know, they get the one shot. I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to go with the go Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ah, I, that, go, I like that. I'm going to go with the Bucs. I just, you know, run game really isn't there. All this stuff between Tom and Bruce Arians. Let's just keep seeing how it trends. Okay, we'll keep that in store. Could be Cleveland, could be the NFC East winner, Jay, going with the Bucs. All intriguing. 
This is an intriguing question. On the surface, you might say, I don't know. But hang on a second. The best rookie named Justin Mm. in the NFL has been either Jefferson, the rookie wide receiver for the Vikings, or Herbert, the rookie quarterback for the Chargers. I'm sure you all know about Justin Herbert. But for those that don't know about Justin Jefferson just before the guys make the selections, 52 catches, 918 yards, yards, and six touchdowns. That's not bad. No, that's that's awesome. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it at all. He he certainly is putting himself in a position to be rookie of the year. There's no question about it. But it's Justin Herbert. And the reason it's Justin Herbert, even though he doesn't have the numbers, he was basically forced into the lineup because the doctors made a mistake and did something Uh, to Tyrod Taylor in terms of puncturing his lung with a needle. And then he's got to learn the offense. He's got to do all these sort of things. Justin Jefferson is opposite of Thielen. Opposite of Rudolph, uh, a head coach in Mike Zimmer and Gary Kubiak scheme-wise puts him in positions to make plays. Veteran quarterback throwing him the ball. I mean, it's, you know, Dalvin Cook Cook in the backfield. Makes life a little bit easier for him, although he's on the all-rookie team. There's no question about it. He's going to fight for that rookie of the year for sure. I just want to go back to that for a second because I would go with Herbert as well. Just (laughs) punctured your lung with the needle. Your own guy. Your own guy. Come here, Jay. I just want to revisit. Wow. That's what goes down, huh? Yeah. This guy wow. made a mistake. There's getting your chance. That's a hell of a mistake. He made a mistake. The doctor made a mistake. Okay. Tyrod's been in some tough situations. Just when it seems like <laughs> he's right. gonna about to grab something, something crazy happens in Cleveland. Same thing, the Baker emergence, and then obviously. I don't want to see that kind of mistake. Medical mistake. Not mishap, on me. Let's call it. This is an interesting one. I normally don't weigh in on this. Uh, this is your game, but I'm going to weigh in on this after you guys answer because this is a very intriguing question. I've been thinking about <laughs> a way to get this guy into the show since the season started. I can't figure out a way to do it. The most underrated player in the NFL right now is who? No, go. I want to hear your guy. James Robinson, Jacksonville Jaguars. 890 yards rushing, undrafted, out of the FCS, over 1,000 scrimmage yards, rookie, young kid, no one talking about him playing on a horrendous football team. James Robinson, Jacksonville Jaguars, scrimmage, running out of the backfield, been terrific on a team no one talks about. Underrated. 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 That's a, you know, that's a, it's so many guys. It depends on what you're looking at in terms of rating guys. Um, Allen Robinson, to me, Chicago Bears wide receiver. Another Robinson. In picking a receiver, I know people, oh, you're just going to pick a receiver. No, he really is good. And people just, I don't know that the Chicago Bears organization appreciates him as much as they should. A little friction there, right? Yeah, it's friction there. He should get his money. They should pay him. He should be one of the top five wide receivers paid. It changes year to year. But I think he, in terms of just a guy who's a starter, who's kind of like under the radar to a degree, I, I would say that. And there's other guys you could choose from. Jay, can you give us a third Robinson? That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. hey, Nate Robinson. Ah. <laughs> well, you got to no, wake up first. Yeah, I take it back. Um, I will probably go to Cincinnati. Probably go with Joe Mixon. Yeah, that's a good one. Just because yeah. I think, you know, what he's been able to do over his career has been pretty impressive. And, uh, you know, he's been one of the people to hold down that team, too, considering – you know, rookie quarterback Joe Burrow, even though he's having a fantastic year before he got hurt. That's a great point. And if Nixon could ever stay healthy, that's always exactly. a wrap that's on this always kid. A question, if this guy could stay healthy, he'd be unbelievable. But I agree. He's been also quietly, when healthy, been very good in another team that nobody talks about. Okay, here we go. Hard hitting. 
if Jay and myself could play any position key in the NFL, any position in an NFL game, it would be fill in the blank. Position in a game? Position in an organization, game. Organization. Position well, in an organization. Okay. <laughs> it's different. I'm saying that because I don't think I can get on the field, so i got to have a position. No, Zubin, you got to play a position on the field. <laughs> no, you want to be in an organization? I think you could possibly – there's three <laughs> spots for you. Go ahead and say it. You'll run the communication department. Okay, that's fair. That's, I have a degree in that. You, you could also uh, be a scout because I think you, you know talent. You, could, you know enough. Okay. Some of those scouts out there, trust me. Okay. You know enough. And then our capologist. Okay. I thought you were going to say he, chief technology officer. Like no, the guy that runs no, all the computer systems. No, no, you can do that too. So four spots. Four but that's okay. all part of communication. You could be a, you could be a commu- No, the communication is part of it. On the field. You could possibly be a slot receiver, but you're so light, I would be afraid you would get killed. K-I-L-T. Punter kicker, obviously. Jay will defensive back, wide receiver, and running back. The problem is they're going to have to find a cage wide enough that he can put on to get around his... Oh, my goodness. Never mind. He knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> He's got something, so on, he got something on his face. Your nose really- is the same size as mine. Man, your nose is the size of the camera lens. Man, you're crazy. That's a small camera lens. (laughs) Final 20 seconds. Who wins the NFC East? Just because we said we were going to talk about it. Who wins the East? You know, I still feel like the Giants. I think there's so much turmoil that's going on in those two organizations, the Cowboys as well as the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it's the Giants. I go with the Washington football team. Alex Smith. On the way, Wednesday afternoon football. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.